break it down, down like this. Yo, 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 welcome along everyone to Tempo Fit Workout of the Week. My name is Hayden Sherman. I'm going to be a coach for the next 15 minutes as we go through the workout that we are doing this week, the running workout. That's right, this is a running podcast where we give you some ideas, some tools, some tactics, and a bit of background knowledge on how to introduce some faster running to your uh, to your running week. And look, I've been a running coach for over a decade now, and one of the things that I notice about the majority of everyday runners out there is just there's not enough of variance, of variety to their training. It's sort of one speed, get out there, you know, do a few laps of the block or do a trail run and it's all just at this one speed. So we try try to introduce some variety to not only um, improve your physical fitness and improve your ability to run certain times or distances and all that, um, but also just to enjoy running more, get more pleasure out of it, get more joy out of it. And I really believe, you know, our bodies are Ferraris. We're, we're built to go through different gears, not just get stuck in second gear. So anyway, big rant to start start the week. Is it a rant? I don't know. It's, um, it's something that I'm really passionate about. So this week's workout, last, uh, last week we finished off a series of the Monofartlek series. This week we are doing a bit of a bridging session where we're, we're taking what we were doing with with the monofartleks, the sort of fast sort of interval training, short um, short intervals, getting faster as the session goes. We're going to modify that and add in a bit of endurance. So this workout will take around about 40 minutes all up. Uh, that's the work section of it. So you add in warm, warm ups, warm downs, mo- mobility drills to get ready. Um, you're looking well over at an hour for this session. So this is quite a long session, but it's needs to be long because next week I'm doing what I call the Olympic. This is where you do a workout that incorporates every distance, every running distance that's run on the track, aside from the hurdles and steeples, but every distance on the track, we're going to replicate in a running workout. So it's a really cool one to do in the midst of an Olympics, which has started. I'm enjoying watching some of the Olympics already when I'm recording this. It's before the opening ceremony and there's been like some football and some rowing and stuff. So it's cool. I'm, I'm loving getting into, into the Olympics. Been a year coming, so it's, it's very cool. All right, down to business. The workout for this week is, now listen close, we're doing a fartlek at the start and at the end, and in the minute, in the middle, we're doing a twenty-minute steady-state tempo run. So the fartleks at the beginning and the end are exactly the same, and they are this. So you start off with two minutes, then ninety seconds, then sixty seconds, and then thirty seconds, running faster with sixty-second jog recovery. So it's two minutes, a minute and a half, or ninety seconds, one minute, thirty seconds all with one minute jog recoveries in between. So you're cutting down and you're getting faster for each of those those efforts. So we're going to start around 5k effort and then get faster and faster to that 30 second one where you might be more like mile pace um, somewhere around there. Now the you're going to jog for a couple of minutes then go into a 20 minute steady state tempo run. 
I want that to be somewhere around half marathon to marathon pace. It's not like a tempo run. It's just steady state. It's getting to your upper end, easy range, and then just going a little bit more. Um, So tapping into that kind of marathon pace zone. Jog for a couple of minutes after that, and then back into that same fart lick of 120 seconds, 90 seconds, 60 seconds, 30 seconds, all with 60 seconds jog recovery. So hopefully the workout isn't too complicated in your mind. Just to recap it again, you're doing these step-down fart licks at the beginning of the end, starting at 120 seconds, then 90 seconds, 60 seconds, 30 seconds, a couple of minutes jog recovery after that little block, and then that uh, 20-minute steady-state tempo in the middle, and then we do that two minutes minute and a half 60 seconds 30 seconds to finish off okay so that's the the session now why are we doing it well I'm, I mentioned at the start it's a, it's a bridging workout where we're taking you from what we've been doing the monofartlek stuff and we need to prepare for this big session that we're going to do the next week which is what I'm calling the olympic where you're going to be doing a 10k a 5k a 1500 meters 800 meters 400 meters 100 meters all in one workout. So you can imagine that's a big old session. So we need to do a bit of work that uh, bridges the gap from what we're doing with the monofartlex to this longer mileage type session. Um, And so as you can see, we've got this 20 minute tempo block right smack bang in the middle of the session that is there to prepare you for what's coming next week. We want to prepare the legs for running a little bit faster than usual for a longer period of time. Just get them used to a bit of, you know, pounding the pavement. Now, the workout today is a fartlek session, essentially. So you can do it on whatever terrain you like. Um, but maybe you'd like to do, like, ideal would be like an off-road, um, like a gravel or dirt road that's not too crazy hilly or um, something that's going to be suitable for next week where we can come back and do the Olympic session on it um, and actually have measurable distances for the 500, 5k, uh, 1500 meters, 800, all that stuff. So not a pure trail run, but also we want to keep it easy on your body. So somewhere off road that you can do it. Um, and I, I just want to do a little note as well about why bridging workouts are so important. And it, it's always when uh, we've done uh, the group sessions with Tempo Fit and a new runner comes along, before they go out and join the group, I, I always just have make sure I have a good chat to them about, you know, what have you been doing? What's the last three weeks of your running look like? And then what's the last three months of your look, running look like? What's the last three years, 10 years, 30 years of your exercise life look like? Because that's going to dictate what this session looks like. And often it's a case of tweaking what we're doing in that session for that individual to make it a bridging session. So it might be sitting out every second interval or it might be running at a slower intensity than they otherwise would. And so it's really important whenever you are embarking on a new 
um, type of training and you um, maybe preparing for a race and you've downloaded a training plan off the internet or got a coach or something, make sure there's not these big jumps from week to week where it's suddenly, oh, this is something I haven't seen before. Oh, we're doing six times 800 meter hill reps. That's something really new. I haven't done any hills for ages. That's a real clear sign that, oh, maybe we should just do every second hill rep and then do the other one on the flat. So that's a really good example of a bridging session where you're just allowing your body a bit of time to adjust before you go straight into the deep end. You know, our bodies, they don't like change. They like the uh, status quo. They like us just to stay in a groove and, and, and keep to it. They will adapt and they're very plastic, but that plasticity takes weeks potentially months to to adapt so when you make big changes in the space of of just you know one session um it's really not wise so bridging is a very important principle to follow in your running so how do we do this session a couple of notes about um how to tackle it first of all the paces that we're going to do for the the two fartlek sessions that uh that bookmark this workout so we're going to start at 5k pace for you know for that 120 second two minute interval at the start then the next one might be a little bit faster then the 60 second one might be more like 3k pace and then the 30 second one might be more like mile pace now at the end of the session you might run them a little bit faster but I want to give you that uh, that freedom to to tweak it to to your own fitness and experience um, and also just to be aware of this is a big big session we're doing 40 minutes of work as I said um, so you want to err on the side of caution for that first little fartlek block um, because the fatigue that we're going to build up with the fartlek and that 20 minute steady um, and then that final block at the end um, we'll, we'll be we'll be pretty fatigued by the end of it so don't bite off too much then that you can chew um, and like I said that 20 minute steady is somewhere in that kind of half marathon to marathon paced zone which for me, I'm kind of thinking about 15 seconds per K faster than I would go if I was feeling really good on an easy run. You know, you know, those runs where you're just like, oh man, I feel good just ticking away and you're looking at your watch like I am moving and it's feeling good. Add in, you know, take about 15 seconds off that pace. So let's say for me, it might be I'm feeling good running 4.15 per K. I'm going to take 15 seconds off and run at sort of four minutes per K. And of course, that 20 minutes steady, you're not going to worry too much about the exact pace, but you want to just check in with your watch occasionally and just make sure that you're not running too fast or it's not becoming an easy run. So keep it in that steady, steady kind of zone. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for the thought for the week, I wanted to share you a little story about my first Olympic experience, my first hands-on, you know, in-person Olympic experience. And that was in the year 2000. I was, let me see, 19 years of age, and I managed to pick up a job at the Sydney Olympics as a merchandise salesperson. So they had probably a thousand of us come from mostly Australia and New Zealand, and we were selling merchandise, so T-shirts, programs, um, funny little kangaroos, um, all, all sorts of, you know, classic uh, Olympic merchandise. And um, it just so happened that, you know, there's a thousand of us and we all got 
randomly allocated to different merchandise stores. Now, most people were at these merchandise stores, stalls like either in central Sydney or at other Olympic venues, you know, typically outside the venue or the way in. I somehow managed to luck in to not only be in the athletic stadium, but to be in the VIP section in the athletic stadium, meaning my stand was on the finish line. So the thing is, when you're selling merchandise, no one is uh, is buying merchandise when the 100 metre final is on or when the 1500 metre final is on. So me and my workmate, we could go and stand in, in the stairwell and watch all these events take place. It was the dream scenario. I just, even now, I can't believe that I got that gig as a 19 year old kid who wanted to go to the Olympics, had zero money to buy any tickets and suddenly found himself in the VIP section watching the 100 meter final. It was absolutely incredible. Um, so I remember, you know, Kathy Freeman winning the 400, the the stadium, like 100,000 people erupting as their hometown hero won the, the one lapper. Um, uh, Michael Johnson winning the 400. I think the 400 was one of those big, big events at that particular Olympics. Um, I think Harley Gibra Selassie in the, in the 10K. There was so many cool th- events that happened. Um, but I remember as I watched this, I... I was looking at all the runners, you know, Gebra Selassie goes across the finish line and then a couple of minutes later, these other athletes sort of just jogging over the finish line. And I was like, man, you know, it doesn't look that hard to be that guy at the back. Um, You know, on TV, we see these fast runners up the front, but the ones at the back, maybe I could make it to the Olympics. And I, I went home back to New Zealand and thought, well, let's let's give it a crack. I wonder if I could could try it. And I remember getting out there, going for a run. You know, at this stage, I wasn't a runner. I was surfed and skateboarded. That was my thing. I played music and I hadn't discovered running as a sport yet. Um, but I went out and ran and soon discovered that the guys and girls at the back of the race were ridiculously incredible athletes and it's just the amazingness of the people winning the thing made these other runners look slower um but the standard just to make it to the olympics is so incredible and that was that moment that when i got home and i actually when i was at the olympics i I snuck onto the the track and did it all out 400 meters after the the events had closed for the night and I think I ran like 65 seconds so I was sort of comparing that to Michael Johnson like 43 seconds and it was just like this realization okay I'm 21 22 seconds behind this guy my gosh so real revelation uh, to me of the work and the dedication that goes into it. So I thought that would be cool to share for you all as uh, we all tune into the Olympics. Everyone, every athlete who's there is just put in the work. They they have talent, they have natural talent, but from a young age they've worked hard, they've worked their backsides off. And so I'm often, when when I hear people talking about the Olympics shouldn't be on because of, of, of COVID risks, and I, I get that, but what it means if it was to be cancelled for these athletes who this is their shot at being an Olympian this is what their life has built up for you know it's it's no small thing to to consider cancelling the games for those people but 
little story about my favorite Olympic experience being there in person as a 19 year old, just getting a a lesson on just how incredible these athletes are. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in once again to the podcast. And look, if if you're if you're listening this far into the podcast, you're obviously enjoying it. And thank you. Um, and if you want to, um, you know, help me out with what I'm doing, the best way that you can do that is chucking a review on whatever uh, podcast player you're doing. Chuck some five stars on it. Sign up on uh, tempofit.org slash wow I think it is a workout of the week wow um and chuck your email address in there as well and get the uh, the podcast sent to you each week all right everyone the workout is a little fart leg session at the start two minutes 90 seconds 60 seconds 30 seconds 60 second jog recoveries and then go for a nice 20 minute steady state run and then when we come back we're going to do another two minutes 90 seconds 60 seconds 30 seconds to finish off it's fun workouts good bridging session catch you next week everyone ciao